Peace and greetings, everyone. This is Daphne. You are tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. This is where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things all the while living their best lives, okay? You know what it's all about at Goddess Talk Radio. It's all about the rise of the feminine divine. And boy, is she ever present on this planet and in the cosmos right about now. (laughs) Yes. It is manifesting. I'm seeing it more and more and more and more and more and more. And maybe it's because um, I'm becoming more of the channel for the divine feminine. And so I'm more aware of it. And it's always been here. I have no idea. You know, you can look at things on um, from many different perspectives, turning shit inside out and upside down and looking at it from underneath and above. Um, but nevertheless, however it's happening, I am seeing more of it and it is making me so excited, um, to be a part of this big rave, this big wave and ripple effect that, um, it's having on the people, places and things around us. Um, so yeah, I, I just am overjoyed by the opportunity to continue to bring y'all these powerful people, these powerful women who are um, making changes in the world around them, first and foremost, starting with themselves. So, you know, I always stress that doing your work um, not only benefits you, um, it literally shifts everyone that's connected to you. And sometimes it can ruffle a little feathers, you know. You know, we have attachments and connections to people in many different ways. And when we start changing ourselves and healing ourselves and becoming more um, this or that, it begins to disrupt that connection a little bit. You know, other people can feel it. And sometimes it can make people uncomfortable. And sometimes it's really, really inspiring and it causes other people to say, damn, if she doing it and I can do it too, you know, and that's the beauty of it all. So on the flip side of the segment, we are going to get into some conversation about the rise of the feminine divine as it relates to our sensuality, our sexuality as women and ways to unblock and um, tap more into and cultivate and channel that, that uh, healing power that comes with the rise of the feminine divine. So again, you're tuning in to Goddess Talk Radio. I got some fire on the other side of the segment waiting for us. <laughs> but in the meantime, I want y'all to loosen up and enjoy this dance break. Hey. I am your host, Ms. Daphne, and this is where you get to listen to phenomenal women uh, share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. Y'all already know how I get down and what time it is. It's all about the rise of the feminine divine. And it has been such an amazing journey for me personally, um, being a vessel and a channel for that goddess energy. Um, So it's almost always even more dynamic when I get to um, meet other women who serve as that as well. So y'all know I have another dynamite interview lined up. Um, I have 
a wonderful, beautiful soul by way of Brooklyn, New York. She is a feminine energy activator, coach, author, mother, and juju woman. Yes, I'm shimmying my shoulders saying that. <laughs> Everybody join me in welcoming Miss Lady Shepsa. How are you, sis? Hey, Sister Daphne. I am amazing. How are you? I am doing so, so good. Um, I've just been feeling so good lately. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yes, yes. So, Lady Shepsa, those are some dynamic um, titles and things that you do um, on this, this earth plane. How did you get on the journey um, to all of that? And uh, how has tapping into your um, feminine energy changed your life? Wow, that's a whole long story. We could be here <laughs> talking about that. Um, but basically, I, you know, I, I guess I would say I've been on a spiritual journey for a, a while. Um, mm-hmm. Me, um, the peak of my spiritual journey um, started about... Um, say about 10 years ago when I decided to leave my my marriage with my Mm ex-husband um you know before then I was you know I was meditating and I had found meditation and you know doing my spiritual practices that had always been there but just in terms of me and I also learned about the divine feminine prior to that but Mm -hmm. in terms of me really having an intimate connection in my own feminine energy, my sensuality, my sexuality, that really started uh, about 10 years ago once I left that relationship. So Mm -hmm. um, while I was in that relationship, I felt like I had lost who I was as a woman. I had married the first man who I ever had sex with. So um, sexually, I was not fully, I guess, realized yet, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. I my, my whole life I've been you know quote unquote good girl I've been raised Christian and you know just the whole no sex before marriage and sex is dirty and mm. you know all these these concepts even though I left Christianity I was still quite rigid um, while in my relationship having that the residue from that and just you know other religious stuff going on so anyway once I left and you know he was the only man I'd ever been with I knew it was time for me to really just discover who I was as a woman, um, sensually, sexually, um, to really get into my my feminine energy. Um, so I actually, at that time, when I was trying to figure out if I wanted to stay in a marriage, I went to get a reading from a Babalao, which people don't know what that is. It is a, um, a high priest within the, um, the Ifa tradition that comes from the Yoruba people of West Africa, Nigeria and West Africa. And um, he's praying, he was, you know, I got my reading and he was telling me to pray to Oshun mm. to, learn, to learn the secrets of becoming a woman. Um, so he gave me, you know, specific prayers and rituals to do. So I did them. And I would say, um, I believe it was Oshun who led me on this journey because during that process is when I discovered sacred sexuality, discovered Tantra, um, and really just tried, started to explore the divine feminine. Mm. Um, so I was working on myself for a number of years because I believe that's always important first before I started to coach people. And basically what happened was, um, uh, you know, some friends of mine had noticed just my transformation, you know, how I, I changed and I went from like being extremely rigid <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like a Puritan, you know, to like just be, you know, more open and free and, you know, also explaining some of the practices that I did. 
and they suggested I started, you know, teaching other women doing workshops. So it kind of started from there. And that's yeah. how it has been for me. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I like how you said um, sensuality and sexuality. I think a lot of us think that they are the same thing. Um, can you give your definitions of both? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, they're connected, I would say, definitely. But sensuality, I mean, if you just break apart the word, it deals with the senses and yes. the senses, right? So mm-hmm. your senses being open and not disconnected because very often because, you know, we live in a world that can be harsh and can be dark and we've experienced trauma, we, mm-hmm. dis- we disconnect from our senses. We don't want to feel, right? Yes. Feeling is painful because we're gonna have to feel and deal with some stuff that we don't want to deal with. However, you know, through the you can you know, as they say, in order to heal it, you gotta feel it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, learning to open your senses to heal yourself, but also just to enjoy your life, and that was a huge thing for me to learn. You know, I was I was so rigid and I was so puritanical. You know, at that time. I was like hardcore vegan and I was in this like religious organization that was just very uh, rigid and strict, even though it wasn't Christian, it still, you know, was very rigid. And I just found that I wasn't really enjoying life. I was trying to be this image of perfection, which was, I don't believe, um, attainable is the word, but actually it's actually desirable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Desirable for me. You know, how, so I, I deadened my senses, which is how I, you know, I would say that affected just me being in, staying in the relationship because I wasn't connected to what I was feeling because we were taught to disconnect from our emotions. Um, so learning to open up to my senses and my emotions, I, I learned how to feel and working through that, I learned how to open up to enjoy life. So for me, sensuality is about just being open to to chi to life force for energies to to be connected um and sexuality i mean and from sensuality you know a branch of that i would say it is sexuality um sexuality is a huge you know um i won't say outlet is the word but a huge opening for sensuality mm-hmm. you know um because you know that dealing with our own um creative uh potent creative energy that we have you know that is linked to our sexual organs and our hormones and you know our, our, our gender you know and things like that and you know just being tapped into that in, in a positive way that allows the energy to flow and not be stagnant mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure you know all about um, the ways in which the feminine divine has been suppressed and, um, you know, the journey that we've experienced in the last, I don't know, couple millennia as women, when it comes to our sensuality, sexuality, and how it intersects with our spirituality, why do you think it's important that, um, the feminine divine, um, why is it important for that to be channeled and manifested and taught uh, during this time that we're in? Oh my God, because the earth is in need of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, people are in so much pain because we have been so disconnected from the divine feminine. The earth is in, in pain. You know, um, even if, you know, I watch the videos and it just breaks my heart seeing just the condition of the ocean and how much plastic and pollution and things are in the ocean because, um, you know, 
And speaking of, you know, some of the attributes of feminine energy, part of it is a, a feeling and knowing that things are interdependent, right? Mm-hmm. So if we understand interdependency, mm-hmm. you know, being aspect of feminine energy, then we know that, you know, if I hurt you, I hurt myself. If I disrespect you, I disrespect myself. Um, we're not in competition with each other. We're in cooperation. Yes. You know, if I am polluting the earth, which is our home, you know, I don't see the earth as separate from myself. So, you know, you find more like indigenous spiritualities to have more of a feminine um, core to them because it is this under understanding of interdependency and interconnectedness yeah. while we could say um, more of like a masculine approach is about the I, which is about the self, which mm-hmm. is all about, you know, um, competition and, you know, achievement and being driven. And not that those things are totally incorrect and have no place. Right. But the point is that we have been out of balance for so long, especially living in the United States. And I'm in, I'm in New York, you know, I'm a New Yorker in this hardcore masculine energy. And it's a lot of, you know, the Taoists call masculine that essence yang, right? So you have a lot of yang with no yin balance. And so mm-hmm. what happens is that we wind up just being in this really hyper yang exhausted state, mm-hmm. which really just depletes ourselves. And you can see the effect on that, our communities, see the effect upon the earth. So, you know, right now we are in major need for, for healing through the divine feminine. Yes. Yes. How, um, how do you think the divine feminine um, affects men? And, and what does their journey, if I may, look like? Or what can it look like mm. uh, from your experience when a man begins to engage his divine feminine? Right. Well, I will speak from observation. <laughs> yeah, from observation. I, I do not aim to speak from men. Um, but for me, um, men have been, in my observation and, and, and speaking and dealing with men, men have been taught to not connect to their emotions that connect, you know, if you're, if you're a little boy and you crying, oh, stop being a little girl, you know what I mean? The worst thing for a boy called another boy is gay. Why? Because gay implies that you connected to, to the feminine, <laughs> that you're not a little boy, that you're not a little man. Mm-hmm. You know? So first of all, men have been taught that feminine equals bad, feminine equals weak, feminine equals lesser than and they don't want to be that right they want to be seen as a man as opposed to seeing a feminine as something that nurtures their masculine that you can't have a true connection to your masculine energy if you don't have a true connection to your feminine energy because you need that to to feed it and and to balance it so Mm -hmm. what you have is men who walk around with shadow masculine energy thinking that is real masculine <laughs> Girl, say that again. Shadow, <laughs> shadow masculine energy. You know? That's what trips me out so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not even, I mean, you're dealing right. in the shadow for the most part because right. this over masculine, over masculine, um, what, what word am I looking for? Macho is yeah, hyper masculinization. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that and that's not real masculine energy. You know, a lot of people talk about toxic max toxic masculinity is very popular term right now, but that's basically what it is. It is false fire. It is not the real masculine because real masculine energy is a protector of feminine energy, and you know that, right? If we think yes, about, if we've had positive experiences with our father or even positive experiences in relationship with men, then we've seen that 
that real masculine energy come out as a protector, as a defender of the feminine, right? So mm-hmm. what you now have is shadow masculine energy just really um, looking to, to use the feminine um, to objectify the feminine because of a fear of being really connected to that inner feminine energy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, it gets very deep because we see it play out just on so many levels in society, in our relationships, and in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Verona forgot what the original question was, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you answered it. I asked for, you know, from your observation, <laughs> yes. um, how have you seen the um, rise of the feminine divine play out in, you know, men? that you have encountered yeah. that you know or you know through media or where you can say oh see that that's his divine feminine coming through right there you know what I mean like yeah. from your perspective and I think it is starting to happen I think one benefit with social media is because is, is that a lot of these conversations are being had and I think a lot of it for a lot of men is just really a lack of awareness you know they have been brainwashed the same way that we have been by patriarchy so yeah have been taught like that this is just the way it is like you're supposed to use an abused woman because that's what makes you a man if you don't you're not a real man and you know with the whole me too movement and men just hearing women's stories i think a lot of them for the first time and or or being sensitive to it or realizing that the bullshit not gonna be tolerated no more yeah quite <laughs> Whatever, frankly you know the entry level understanding needs to be um more men are becoming aware um, so mm-hmm. I think it's a positive thing. Do you think that the rise of the feminine divine is um, scary to both men, can be scary to both men and women? Oh, absolutely. You know, I was saying this to my son the other day. I'm like, men, um, one of the greatest fears of men is a, is a, a free woman, a, mm-hmm. a, a woman that's in, in touch with her sexual energy and power men fear that shit or i would say um shadow masculine (laughs) yeah it so much because um you want to control it you know um so you know just being on that on that journey you know i think um the fear comes from you know for the unknown for women it's like the unknown it's like wow once i step into my once i do step into my power then my, I'm going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable, you know, certain things in my life I can't tolerate anymore, you mm. know, because it's, I know it's not a reflection of who I truly am. And then for men, it's like, wow, we have to, you know, begin to look at our own shit and how we perpetuate patriarchy, you know, and, and de- deconstruct a lot of our own behaviors and our thought patterns and thought systems that we haven't before. So, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's fear on, on both sides. And, you know, I think in my experience, like one of the things that men fear most really is like a woman just shooting him down, like mm-hmm. assassinating his, like a woman. And I tell my son this, like a woman won't be, def- can't necessarily defeat you physically, but she can mentally and emotionally. And a lot of men fear that have trauma around that. Mm. you know so that is something else that needs to be healed and realize that you know a woman coming into her power doesn't say anything you know lesser about you you really when a woman is in her true feminine energy and her true balance you will be the most 
fed and nurtured and sustained and like <laughs> yes. love that you have ever experienced before. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Wow. Powerful. Hey, everybody, you are tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. I am your host, Daphne. This is where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. And we are with Lady Shepsa right now, uh, having a conversation about the rise of the feminine divine and all of the wonderful, powerful, magical things that she's doing. Um, Lady Shepsa, so you have a retreat called Yoni Love. <laughs> Tell us all about that, how we can participate, how we get tickets, how we get in contact with you. Um, and what will we be doing at the Yoni Love retreat? All right, absolutely. So this retreat I'm actually planning would be around um a year from now. So the plan is uh July 2019 to go to Bali, Indonesia. Um, and have a, a yoni love retreat. So first of all, what is a yoni? Um, yoni is Sanskrit for the word vagina. Um, and it means a sacred space or a womb or a sacred divine passageway. So um, the word yoni, we can say it comes from um, the tantric you know, philosophy, um, which sees our, our reproductive organs, not just women's but men's as well you know as embodiments of the divine um you know in western thought our sexual organs are either seen as just organs <laughs> like a physical you know just an organ and it has these uh physical capabilities or is seen as something that's you know in a sexual way it's like oh it's, it's so dirty or, or it's nasty you know a lot of times as opposed to within you know, sacred sexuality philosophies like Tantra and Taoism or our sexual organs as literally seen as a abode of the divine. And in Tantra, the yoni and the vagina is seen as the, the literal temple of the goddess. So there are images of yonis in India where people basically give offerings and, you know, they're esteemed and, and it's, you know, basically it's a symbol of, of the goddess. So doing this yoni love retreat, what we would be, doing is really learning number one to release a lot of the negative um, imprints negative energy blockages and trauma from our yoni from our womb um and you know doing and i teach uh using a lot of Taoist techniques and Taoism Dao, originally comes from china um and these practices are literally thousands of years old so mm-hmm. A lot of women, if you've heard of the yoni egg, which is very popular right now, yoni egg, um, jade egg, that is a Taoist practice. And, you know, I've noticed a lot of women who sell yoni eggs or advocate it really don't have any connection to the lineage which, where it comes from, but it is a Taoist practice. So anyway, you know, um, there are a lot of beautiful healing practices um, that we'll do to release those blockages in the yoni, in the womb. Um, to create the space for what, what we would like to be there, <laughs> which yes. is healing energy, good health, bliss, um, orgasmic energy and our sexual power. So then once we release, um, the focus is on cultivating our sensual energy and our sexual energy as, um, you know, connected in, in our womb and uh, reproductive organs. So that would be the basis of the workshops, but also uh, in Bali. Bali 
it's very spiritual. I went to Bali for the first time last year, about a year ago, and um, Bali, Indonesia, as a, just as a as a place, is a very feminine place. It's very slow. Um, it's very soft. It's very quiet. It's very spiritual. There are temples there that are thousands, you know, of years old. Wow. Um, the people there. Um, their spirituality is a part of their everyday life. They're mostly Hindu. Um, so every morning, you know, each of you, while I was there, the last time we stayed at Airbnb, so the hostess every day, and this was not a show for us. It was nothing about us. She got up and they had their incense going and they laid down different offerings or doing different prayers, you know, over different sacred spots of their home. And this is their spirituality is interwoven in their everyday life, even in the airport, when we were leaving, I noticed they were burning incense. I was like, what? Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, there would be opportunity as well to experience the temples of Bali. Um, there's a particular um, water temple, which is very famous, um, that I went to. And we will also go to on this retreat where we would cleanse. Um, I forget how many different fountains there are. There's probably at least 20, I forget, but each fountain is for something different. So, you know, people go there, you know, from all across the world and definitely all across Indonesia. When I went there, we saw a lot of Balinese people there, which I knew was legit because <laughs> I was like, it's mostly Balinese people here. Mm. Um, so they're there, you know, doing their prayers and cleansing um, in the temples. So, um, yeah, so it would just be about releasing, letting go, rejuvenating connecting to that divine feminine energy within ourselves and within the island of um, or the country of Bali and wow. Indonesia. Wow. Yeah. I look forward to signing up. <laughs> for that. And so you are no novice um, when it comes to retreats all around the world. You've hosted retreats in Jamaica, um, anywhere else? Puerto Rico. Puerto and- Rico. And last year did Bali for the first time. So I've had in Jamaica, how many times have I done Jamaica? Let me let me literally count. Um two um five times in Jamaica, um, three times in Puerto Rico and once in Bali. Wow. And how can we get so I would be remiss if I did not mention that you are the CEO of Let Go Let Goddess, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. And that's how you and I got connected um, through Facebook. And I was fortunate enough to have you come here to Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) Yes, I did. And you did the Pleasure Principle workshop at Sweet Sister Splash. It was amazing. Oh, my God. It was amazing. And you taught us some Qigong techniques. Can you just um, give us a brief synopsis of what Qigong is? All right, so chi. Well, some people say ki, um, but I think ki is like how the the Japanese. It's the same. I mean, it means the same thing. Okay. Um, but qigong, chi basically means life force. So within Taoism, life force is considered to be the an- the energy that animates the universe, right? So life force is in our bodies, it's in our food, it's in the trees, it's in the air, it's in water, you know, and um, if our life force is flowing healthy, I mean, if, if our life force is flowing unobstructed, you know, then we're usually in a healthy condition. You know, our body is good. But when life force, the chi becomes obstructed, 
then, you know, we suffer ailments physically, spiritually, and emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So traditional Chinese medicine is based upon this idea of, you know, healing and manipulating and releasing blockages in the life force. So Qigong basically, um, as I said, Qi means life force, Gong means cultivation of a skill, is really about um, learning to move Qi through our body so that we can release blockages. Um, It's all about, you know, purifying our Qi, our life force, and, you know, also tonifying our Qi. So sometimes we, you know, tonifying basically means to, to build it out, um, as well as storing it. You know, um, we can store that chi, that life force, that positive energy in our body for when we need it. Um, you know, you can think about uh, our, you can think about us storing our chi like a battery, like we store energy in, in a battery, right? So we're constantly depleting our chi, depleting our life force, which we do through stress. Uh, which, you know, as we face, let's face it, most of us deal with stress. I deal with stress. You know, it's, it's a part of living. You know, especially if you're living in the Western world, unless you're up in the mountains someplace, right? In the Himalayas, then <laughs> you won't be dealing with. You know, maybe they do have stress in the Himalayas. I don't know, but uh, most of us deal with intense stress on a daily basis. We're stuck in fight or flight for most of our day. Mm. Right, so. You know, stress leaks our life force, um, bad diet, you know, not eating properly or not eating the right foods. You know, all these things drain our life force. And once your life force is drained, like I said, that leads to disease um, and eventually death. Mm. Um, so Taoists are all about immortality and preserving the life force. So Qigong, um, thousands of years old practice, that's really about... Um, purifying, as I said, um, tonifying and storing the chi, storing a life force. So we live healthier lives and live longer. <laughs> yes, yes. What do you think one major block to our feminine feminine energy has been or is? Mm. There's so many. Um, societal, I would say, would be a huge one. Religious upbringing is mm. a big one and that's probably the first one that we encounter um you know unless you were blessed and raised with like super free hippie parents <laughs> who kind of you know you had a different type of upbringing most of us were raised in um you know if you weren't raised in a western religion such as you know christianity or any type of judo christian religion um then your family probably was raised in that and they still have some of those um, paradigms and those belief systems. And regardless, it's in the society, right? So Mm -hmm. religious wise, we're taught, what about feminine energy? We're taught according to the Bible. Yep. Eve, you know, listened to the serpent and ate the forbidden fruit and had Adam eat it and humanity (laughs) fell into darkness and it's all the woman's fault. (laughs) Mm. And then we were taken out of the Trinity. I always found that to be very interesting. Like, okay, it's the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, but where's the mama? Right. There's none. I mean, she there, but they be hiding it. But <laughs> right. You know, so once you have that, so the fall of humanity, basically the woman's fault. And then she's cursed. Mm. Her curse deals with what? Her, Bringing- her, mm. her womb. Yes sexual organs. The man is just like, you're going to work. 
you gonna work the earth, you gonna you gonna break your back and you gonna sweat. It's like okay, that ain't nothing to do with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the woman, you're gonna have painful menstrual cycles and painful childbirth, you know. And once you're like you're divorced from your womb and the power, and you think that it is God who cursed you. <laughs> To have this pain, you know, it's just it's your that disempowerment is just so be so deeply embedded in our subconscious, and then that you know, along with the whole no sex before marriage, which is not gender specific. However, you know, sexually, women are seen to be sluts and whores and thoughts and things like that, and we don't really have these words for men, right? For a woman who's having sex, so you know, it's just like it's the setup. I believe it it's, first comes from society and religion and then it permeates through the culture and we perpetuate it mm, yeah becomes such a self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of times how we interact with ourselves and other women um i see that we bring in those patriarchal and um uh over masculine ideas into our you know with ourselves and other women absolutely and it's a sad thing to see a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, Shepsa, as an author, you've authored a book called Happy and Healed, Five Steps to Getting Over Any Man and Finding the Love You Deserve. Tell us about that. Yes, ma'am. Um, so that is the book that I birthed based upon my experience of my divorce and also the subsequent relationships thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I do believe that our relationships are our greatest teachers. Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're so spiritual when you're your high horse and you think you all, you know, you've ascended and transcended all your, you know, conditionings. Get in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Get in a relationship, girl. You ain't never lie. You will see your shit hit the fan. So that was, you know, I created that book to help women to, to heal from heartbreak because, you know, I've suffered heartbreak, you know, and I also felt like I was noticing a lot of women base their, their sense of wholeness and completion on whether or not they had a man mm. and thus holding on to relationships that are toxic, that are not good for them just to say that they have a man and, or having um, repeated, um, cycles and relationships with different partners so basically you dating the same man over and over again you know (laughs) right it's the same man because it's the same pattern and not where that pattern comes from so you know as I said in my marriage and post my marriage and relationships because right as I I said I didn't really date prior to my my ex-husband so I was like when I when I left that marriage at 27 I was a baby relationship wise because I haven't really experienced a lot of things I was with the same man for so long and prior to that was my good girl so I'm having sex um <laughs> you know but being in these relationships just taught me a lot about myself and my patterns the way it comes my triggers so you know happy and hill five steps to getting over any man and finding the love that you deserve is really about taking you through five steps 
to real. It's number one, heal from heartbreak. And I've also had women read and use this book who are in relationships. So it's not just for women who are broken up or trying to break up. I've had women use this book and decide that they actually want to stay in the relationship because they use the tools to heal that relationship. And they understand why they attracted that person to them and also how they're co-creating the relationship. Um, yeah. So it can be used whether in a relationship, not in a relationship, trying to figure out what you if you want to stay in that relationship or you want to attract a new relationship, you know, because ultimately it's about you. Your first relationship is with yourself. So this book is really all about realizing, you know, um, that your mate is your mirror. Um, and if you're um, where that where who's showing up in front of you is coming from. You know, um, and t- I take you through different exercises to realize that, to heal that, and to release that. So the book is very practical, it's very hands-on. I'm, you know, I was a teacher. I'm still a teacher, but, you know, for many years, I was a full-time teacher in the public school system. So exercises, not just philosophy. It's like, what can, all right, now that we know this, how are we going to apply this learning? Mm-hmm. That's how it sticks. So there is full, every, every chapter has different exercises as well as ritual. You know, as a spiritualist and an initiate in different traditions, I know the power of ritual to heal and to release. So it's, it's coupled with that as well. So um, that is my book. And it also, you know, <laughs> teaches you how to really fill up with self-love, which mm. I think like a lot of, I was going to say women, but it ain't just women. It's not it's just women. I'll say all. Yes, yes. Men, women, and okay. children. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> How can we get your book, Shepsa? All right. So it's on Amazon. So quite easy. If you go to Amazon, you and search for Happy and Healed. Even if you don't do the whole title, if you just go on Amazon, search Happy and Healed, Lady Shepsa will come up. And I just searched Happy and Healed and it just came up. So Happy okay. and Healed, Lady Shepsa Jones on Amazon. You can download it on Kindle today. Yay. It's the paperback too, but it is on Kindle. Perfect. Also, how can someone get in contact with you if they would love for you to be their feminine energy activator coach? Awesome. Well, my website is letgoletgoddess.com. So um, on my website, there's a contact me form that you can fill out and send me an email. My Facebook is Let Go Let Goddess. So you can um, sleep into my my DMs and Facebook and Instagram is Let Go Let Goddess. So I made it real simple. Um, everything <laughs> is Let's Go Let Goddess. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. So all of those channels will allow you to contact me. And um, there's not a web page up yet about the retreat. Um, however, if you want to know more, if you want to be down um, in Bali, Indonesia in 2019, please hit me up through any of those channels. Yay. All right. And last but not least, we're going to close out. Lady Shep, so what advice would you give to women who are um, on this journey of unlocking their sensuality and sexuality and just really are ready to engage with their feminine divine? Uh, what advice would you give them? Mm, I think it comes back to that self-love piece just realize that it's already inside of you. You were born divine, right? A lot of times we think we got to become something and we think we got to struggle to become this ideal of something. And it's like, I think what spirituality is about is really realizing it's already within you. 
you know, only struggle that we experience is because we resist it. <laughs> We're resistant <laughs> to letting that energy flow, right? So you are divine. It is your nature. It is who you are. Wow. So, so very beautiful. Thank you so much, Shepsa, for coming on and sharing all those nuggets of wisdom with us. Oh, man, I appreciate you so, so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Congrats on your podcast. Yay. Thank you. Being a channel of the Divine Feminine, bringing amazing women to teach and heal other amazing women. So it's so needed. So thank you. Yes, you are most welcome. So y'all know what time it is. This has been an awesome interview. I hope you took some notes as always. <laughs> and I hope you reach out to Shepsa and um, really take advantage of the wonderful things that the feminine divine are channeling and manifesting here for us all. So with that being said, y'all know what time it is. Join me on the other side of this segment. But in the meantime, enjoy this dance break. Hey. <laughs> wow. Did the sis really drop some jewels or what? Did she really give you some things to think about? Like, to really contemplate um, and reflect on as it relates to what you were taught about your sensuality and your sexuality as a woman, what we were taught about feminine energy, and also what we were taught about masculine energy. Uh, What did she call it? Um, Pseudo-masculinity or false masculinity? One of the two. and I really appreciate that term because I really believe that we have been led to, to, to think that what we see in the media and what plays out in a lot of our neighborhoods and even with the men that we know and love, that that's what real masculinity is about. And I do not believe that. I am sitting down that narrative and picking up one that also not only incorporates the divine feminine, but exalts and honors and uplifts the divine masculine as well so again lady shepsa um you want to check her out on social media um you can look up her website let go let goddess um her retreat yoni love like she said is coming up in 2019 i believe and then um Her book, yeah, her book, you can catch that on Amazon. So check her out, connect with that sis, follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Wow, there are so many women and people in general that are here as bringers of light and information and are really doing the work to transform their past into present um yeah their past into the present like presence like gifts not only the present meaning now but you know and past their their pain into pleasure and really going through that alchemical process of you know taking what was um you know taking the experiences that they've gone through and turning them into beautiful gold golden treasure that they're sharing um with their what with the rest of the world so i am forever grateful and thankful um, I'm also forever grateful and thankful for you, for you, boo. Yes, you, the one that are tuned in, tuning in and listening to my voice right now and who have liked this podcast, who are sharing this podcast. I pray that you are deeply moved and touched in a way that you've never been deeply moved and touched before by the information and the people that's being presented here at Goddess Talk Radio. 
I am doing this simply because I am having so much fucking fun (laughs) doing so. And if you are helped in the process, elevated, um, uplifted in the process, then oh my God, what an extra freaking bonus that I am so humble, grateful, and thankful for. Like, wow. Yeah. So y'all already know how I do. It's Daphne. You are tuned in to Goddess Talk Radio. I hope you have enjoyed yourself. If you want to check me out, you can go to memoirsofagoddess.com for Yoni Eggs, Yoni Steams, Waste Beads, Video Diaries, Blogs, and so much more. I have some things cooking. They're marinating. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait till it's ripe and ready to be birthed into this world. Um, so stay on the lookout, keep rocking with me. And I promise I'm gonna keep taking us to higher and higher and higher and higher and higher heights. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah. So have a great rest of the day, night, morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Know that you are loved. You know that you are powerful. Know that you have a purpose here. Know that you are worthy just because you manifested to this place. All right. Much love to y'all. Peace.